right. This is like the B-roll that airs before the title sequence, I'm, I take it, yeah? Yes. If we're following traditional podcast structure. Yes. <laughs> Where's the part where I talk about whatever underwear company is sponsoring this? Work getting a little too monotonous? Has your daily grind numbed your brain? What would you give to be exploring new places with a group of friends right now? Join us. We're a group of coworkers with a common interest to band together, encounter new worlds, and experience different lives, all within the time it takes to eat your lunch. Order up Legends of Lunchtime. And we should introduce everybody before we start. Let's go to my left with Katie Warren. I am playing Annabelle, who is a performer acting, dancing, mostly singing. Um, after performing some operas that failed miserably, I decided to move um, to, to Dirgewood and, and start a new name for myself and, and see if I could find more success here. And actually what would have probably happened is you would have seen some kind of advertisement and people were probably falling all over in Dirgewood to get talent of some sort there yes um, there had, was nothing there yeah they had built a music hall just as an idea of ah, we need culture and then they realized they didn't have any culture to put into the music hall <laughs> <laughs> so they posted an ad and oddly enough you discovered it and uh i'm culture you are culture <laughs> <laughs> you bring legitimization to town annabelle culture <laughs> what they call me like Aaron insurance except with music <laughs> all right next up is connor and connor what are you or who are you playing and coaches who is an apache native american uh i am a short impatient man which is nothing at all like the real me you're tall <laughs> yeah you can you can all believe that <laughs> <laughs> I'm very blunt, and I'm constantly looking for the next tracking job. Uh, I'm a tracker, and I'm looking to distract myself from the death of my family, who was killed by the white man. Oh, and next up, Jesus. Back 94.7, middays, uh, electric lunch, maybe a hoi to me. Uh, I'm playing Richter Sims. He is the undertaker in Dirgewood, Arizona. He owns his own undertaking business. He's kind of a loner, doesn't really talk talk much, uh, sticks to himself, and, uh, yeah, makes a lot of good money off the dead. Pilfering from their pocket. No, you don't, <laughs> you don't pilfer from their pockets. Uh, Terry, who are you playing? Um, I'm uh, playing myself um, for the moment. I I'm uh, Terry Stevens, a.k.a. Scary Terry, afternoons on Rock 94.7, and the host of Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare, also shamelessly self-promotional. So uh, you can listen to us online, rock947.com, on your smartphone or tablet with the Rock 94.7 app, and if you enable the Rock 94.7 skill and say, Alexa, launch Rock 94.7, myself and Kessler will be all up in your grill. Um, so <clears throat> my character for this uh, RPG is... Essentially, Mongo from Blazing Saddles. So I watched the movie like a, maybe a week before this thing was proposed, and I thought to myself, I love the world of darkness. I love the world of darkness Wild West. And I thought, how would Mongo do in this setting? And I'm like, you know what? I got to roll with that. So that's essentially what I'm doing. Normally, what I do RPGs, I'm playing um, 
something a bit a, a bit more a bit brainier, a more um you know, if it's D and D, I'm playing like a wizard or something. If it's a uh, you know World of Darkness, I'm playing like a Tremere or some some nonsense like that. For this, mm-mm, just straight up tank. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. And he is beefy to be sure. Also, listen to Rock ninety four seven. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly certainly not least, we have Joseph. And Joseph, you are playing. Hey, I'm Joel, uh, technical support here at Midwest Communications. Um, I'm playing Walker Cassidy, who is a U.S. Marshal. Uh, he's originally from Vermont, fought for the Union in the Civil War. Um, after the Civil War was over, he moved to Texas and became a U.S. Marshal. Um, he's visibly old. He's actually 50 years old, but he looks 60. Um, he's of average build. He uh, has the demeanor of a tough guy, but he doesn't look like a tough guy. He's not um, intimidating at all. And uh, he's he's just a scruffy-looking guy, but deep down he's got a soft heart. Nice. So you play good comp in the good comp, bad comp scenario. Yep. Excellent. U.S. Marshal with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that note, let's get to playing. This is the kind of atmosphere we're going to have. Terry and I are clowns. Kessler's quiet and low key. Um, nobody's just nobody's gonna jump on your stuff if you take a moment or two to try to figure things out. Okay. It's not going to be an issue at all. So try to push that from your mind as best you can. It's funny that you mentioned that because my character is quiet and low key too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and that works out. I'm a wild card. <laughs> wild card. <laughs> Crazy man. Cut the bricks and all the horses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, this is the Legends of Lunchtime, huh? Yeah. All right, there you yeah. go. Woo! Yeah, it's a thing. So, uh, yeah, we were gonna do other names, but it turns out they were taken or uh, copyrighted or trademarked. So, uh, yeah, that's what you get. You're Legends listening of- to a podcast with the 14th best name out there. So. <laughs> Sad but true. Tell you something about the quality that you'll expect over the duration of this. Yes. I mean, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Everything's fine here. Nothing to see. Move along. Uh, so this all came about from a radio station event that we did uh, probably about three months ago. And I was wearing my Firefly t-shirt and Katie and Connor were like, oh, hey, Firefly. And then somehow we got on gaming and the two of you kind of lamented that you didn't have a game group anymore to interact with. And then like a dick, I'm like, oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to be you, friendless ones. (laughs) It's going to work a lot better if you're holding the mic when you talk. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get some some other things to kind of supplement. This is our first time out, so uh, if there isn't, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So what ended up happening then is I went home and I like told my wife, I'm like, God, I'm an ass. <laughs> so I thought about it and I'm like, well, you know, we got a lunch hour here. Why not put something together? Then I thought two people, that's kind of boring. So what if we had more people? And I mentioned my idea to to Katie and Connor. And uh, when I would talk to Connor, 
Joseph was in the room, and he's like, dude, I'd totally play. And I'm like, uh, sold American. Uh, join the group. You weren't invited, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess, hey I guess now. we can't tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I knew that uh, Terry and uh, Kessler both are gamers and have gamed White Wolf system. So I'm like, well, why not? And then we had a group of five people, which is a pretty manageable uh, session. So, um, the session we'll disabuse him of that notion soon enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no doubts of this. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> there we are. And then we had to try to come up with a name and Legion of Lunchtime. Uh, uh, Le- or Legion of Lunch was taken. That was trademarked. So I'm like, well, can't get too close to that. So. Uh, we are the legends of lunchtime. And yes, we, honest to God, are playing this during our lunch hour at work. Um, it's pretty chill here, uh, so we can get away with stuff like that as long as we stick within our hour. I'm salaried. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting whatever whatever below minimum wage rate they suckered uh, me into here. So it's whatever, man. I'm on the clock. Uh, uh, yeah, we will most certainly not try to do epic lunch uh, and uh, you know do an hour and a half session. That's not gonna happen. So <laughs> we can just skip all of our lunch breaks through the entire week and just do one five hour long session. <laughs> like it all it all adds up that way, right? right. Yeah. Right. We'll just uh, we'll load it up that way and have a five-hour session. Intermittent fasting, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we just uh, got the tables all set up, and we are going to play. And what we are playing is, and I said it before, is the White Wolf system. Now I'm doing the classic, the classic edition, but it was revamped by Onyx Path. They got the rights to basically beef up the classic World of Darkness from the 90s. And uh, it, I really like that system, and it's pretty low-key. It's a strict D10 system. Uh, you don't have to figure out, do I need a D4 here or whatever. It's just you roll D10s, and that's it. I decided to do, instead of, like when you think World of Darkness, you think vampires or werewolves or whatever. I mean, if you've played before. Trench coats and katanas for everyone. <laughs> yes. The 90s ruled. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, uh, that is not always interesting. So to me, I thought, what if you were the monster hunter or the monster investigator? And then I'm like, well, why don't we one-up that and just put it in the 1890s in the Old West? Because why not? So uh, that's where we are. 1890s Arizona in a town called Dirgewood, which is southeast of Holbrook, Arizona. Uh, Holbrook, Arizona actually does exist. Uh, Dirgewood does not. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Anyway, what I want you to do is just kind of close your eyes for a second, not Terry because he's standing up and that would end horribly, (laughs) is, you know, think about Arizona in a way that Arizona is not an arid desert wasteland. Parts of it are, but there is cattle grazing in Arizona. Huge tracts of green land. Things grow in Arizona. There's, uh, there are many rivers. Actually, a river runs past Holbrook and, uh, and past the fictional city here of Dirgewood. Now, mining 
is a big thing in this particular geographical location of Arizona. And Dirgewood was kind of formed around the mining boom of that era, that westward push. At this point in time, the indigenous peoples have been pushed from their land, and in 1890, the white Apache, or I'm sorry, white, white Mountain Apache, <clears throat> who have worked very closely with the United States government, are just on the cusp of getting the largest reservation in the United States. Um, so that's happening in and around the area that we're talking about. <clears throat> I said mining is one of the larger industries of this time period. Cattle, very big. Horses, very big. Uh, 1890s, of course, uh, the mode of transportation is the horse and buggy or coach. So we're obviously not going to have cell phones or GPS or anything like that. So if you want to find somebody or someone, it's going to be with an actual paper map. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I mean, some folks do use smoke signals. Pretty uh, sure some... my carriage has OnStar, so. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be something. Uh, the telegraph, obviously, is a very huge form of uh, communication. Uh, Pony Express at this point has kind of died out. Um, you know, the telegraph kind of kicked its butt. Uh, the train is obviously one of the biggest ways to move goods and people across this area. So the train is kind of the lifeblood of a town. And if a town can get a train to it, that means big business and big money. And where we're at, Holbrook and Dirgewood were both up for the Union Pacific to come and put the train through their town. And the people of Dirgewood are pretty angry because they didn't get it, and it went to Holbrook. And so Dirgewood kind of got an influx of people because there was talk that the train might come. So now Dirgewood is kind of in a weird place where there are about 2,000 people here, but that number might slowly be starting to fade and people might actually start moving, God forbid, to Holbrook uh, to be closer to the train. So Dirgewood, while it is a, uh, it has a bit of newer construction because the train didn't necessarily come through, things aren't as good as they could be. So being a town of about 2,000 people, there are, uh, there is a stagecoach, um, major uh, kind of a warehouse for uh, ox teams to move things possibly to Holbrook to get it to the train. There is uh, cattle grazing. There is a, a large cattle grazer and a uh, horse rancher. Um, his name is, and of course, I don't have, uh, yeah, Dusty McCoy. And he just came to the area from out east. Uh, he's a wealthy guy that, eh, he's not a very public guy, but uh, he's comes from big money, and uh, he has just started this, this ranch operation out there. Now, the uh, music hall has become kind of a big thing in Dirgewood as of late because we have a new talent that has come to town, and that talent is... Annabelle. There we go. So Katie is playing 
Annabelle. Don't have a last name. Don't That's have cool. Last name. She's like Cher. She's like <laughs> Cher. Donna thing Annabelle. going on. Yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> Ann A. Bell. <laughs> Boom. Done. Ann A. Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, in order to keep these uh, miners kind of uh, entertained and not shooting up and burning the town to the ground, uh, the music hall has kind of become a big center of entertainment industry. And Annabelle is kind of a triple threat. She dances, she sings, she uh, acts. So when when somebody comes up with the idea to do a play, she usually hops on board, which gets the play uh, a lot more attendance uh, because of her of her shining talent. Um, she really legitimizes <laughs> the town uh, to a certain degree uh, with her uh, artistic talent. Let's see. We do have uh, the local undertaker, who is uh, incredibly successful. Uh, oddly enough, in the Old West, a lot of people uh, die um, from dysentery and uh, whatnot, um, broken legs on the trail. Dysentery is a terrible <laughs> idea. Never Lethal. Di- <laughs> never dysentery. <laughs> it's a fact. And Sims is the uh, the premier and pretty much only Undertaker. Some folks have tried to start in, but they don't really have the success. Nobody can match my craftsmanship. It, it's a fact. Stone cold fact. And nobody's complained about my coffins yet. <laughs> Oddly enough, everybody is pleased who gets to stay in one. Uh, they say nothing bad about it. Don't let this distract you from the fact that back in 1876, the Undertaker threw mankind off the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Need to throw that in there. Thanks. That's <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So we are going to start with I'm trying to think who should we start with. We're going to start with Connor. Connor's character. My name is Cochise. One word. Boom. Just like share, <laughs> and uh, Coaches, you have gotten word that there's some work in Dirgewood. The local sheriff is—he uh, needs your assistance finding someone. That's good. I'm constantly trying to find my next tracking job, help distract myself from the death of my family. You're just going to be a barrel of sunshine, aren't you? <laughs> Excellent. All right, so you're writing in from, go to my maps folder, and I wish I had a larger map, but... I need a mural of this. <laughs> we kind of do. Yeah. All right, so you'll notice to the right of the word Arizona is Holbrook, and just to the southwest of that, or so, I'm sorry, southeast of that is Dirgewood. So you're coming in from the northeast, riding down towards Dirgewood. All right. Walker. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> you're probably hot and, and dusty riding the trail heading west. Um, what we're going to do, because when we talked, we didn't really say why you were heading to Arizona. What do you think your motivation is as a... Texas Ranger. Actually, a U.S. Marshal. U.S. Ah, oh, that's right. We changed it. U.S. Marshal. 
All right. Uh, you two have been uh, given information that somebody you're looking for and have been tracking is in this area, either in Holbrook or Dirgewood. And we'll get to the details of, of who that actually is in just a sec. Terry. <laughs> Terry, um, you know, after leaving Rock Ridge <clears throat> and doing what you do and then coming back and finding that Sheriff Bart, everybody's gone. Me miss Waco kid. Yeah, you do. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> the town, for all intents and purposes, there's not even a foundation left. Mongo, very confused. Mongo would be very confused. Also, good chance Mongo got lost and doesn't remember where Rockridge is. <laughs> but for all Mongo knows, Rockridge gone, along with Mongo friend, Sheriff Bart. Oddly enough, kid. Uh, you had uh, one of your uh, one of your contacts actually uh, double-checked your work and made sure that, yes, indeed, you were in the right location, and yes, indeed, the town is gone. Mongo lost now. Yeah. Mongo just pawn in Game of Life. Mongo most certainly is. <laughs> so Mongo decides to just head west. Head west. And south. And west. Mongo not good with directions. And a little south. Little little to the east. Slightly north. And then further west. I feel like this is like there's a montage scene that happens here. Yes. There would be a lot of intercutting with Mongo. <laughs> a lot of like twisting. <laughs> yes. Seeing um, him just staring off. Mongo <laughs> took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Mongo punching a turkey vulture. Mongo <laughs> punching a wild horse. Mongo <laughs> punching a stampeding cattle herd. The entire herd. Punch them all. Uh, yes, just like One Punch Man. Boom! That was that. The whole herd Mongo down. Do 100 push-ups. 100 sit-ups. 100 squats. <laughs> Every day. Every Every day. <laughs> and as you're riding along, uh, lo and behold, there's a town here. It, it, its name is Dirgewood. I'm going to punch the town. <laughs> <laughs> but first, Mongo, get drank. <laughs> well, okay, as long as you warm into it. Uh, all right. Kessler. Yes. Sim's kind of having... What is your first name? Richter. Rick, oh, that's right, Richter. Richter's kind of, oddly enough, having a, a slow week. Hmm. Uh, which is unusual. Uh, not to say that people die every day here, but usually you're you're busy. A little less than usual. A little less than usual. What would you like to do with your free time as of right now? Richter has nothing to do. All his projects are done. He's probably cleaned this area, his business, about four times. Yeah, and you're Richter's feeling a little boring. restless. I think Richter's going to... Grab a couple of bottles, find a nice quiet spot, and practice his aim for a bit. Okay. Just be alone. Just find a find a good like I don't know, not like like a like a ridge or something, somewhere quiet where I could set up six or seven bottles for me to just practice shooting. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, the uh, 
the folks in the area uh, find that this is a regular pastime, and there is a shooting range of sorts that uh, the folks have kind of... Yeah, it's like an unsaid sort of communal thing, but everybody's just like, you know what, I'll roll a rock over here, set something up. And then somebody else went, you know, I need more rocks. And so what's basically happened is they've managed to move boulders over and created sort of a line. Um, And there's actually talk that they might just ditch the boulder concept and come up with some kind of uh, a business, actually, where people could shoot targets. Well, that's a new idea. Uh, It is. It is newfangled. Not a rock, it's a boulder. Pioneers used to ride these babies for mine. (laughs) 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 R.I.P. Mr. Hellenberg. And uh, that location is uh, just about a little bit east outside of, of town. Just out of earshot. Just, yeah. because uh, so You don't want to freak anybody out when they hear gunshots <laughs> in the distance. Oddly enough, <laughs> well, in the west, the when guns again. fire uh, <laughs> yeah. in, a, uh, in an area where there's uh, lots of people, uh, people get a little nervous. <laughs> so, all right. See, this is always the hard part. I don't like to have everybody just meet at the inn, because mm-hmm. that's... It's cliche. Yeah, it's BFA. Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, Walker, you're kind of cresting the ridge. You just kind of passed <clears throat> outside the city limits of Holbrook, and you're probably about, I want to say, maybe a half an hour outside of Dirgewood at this time. Can I see your sheet for just a second? I need a... Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. You went with that. Do you want us to make copies of our character sheets to provide for you? Yeah, I think we'll we'll do that after after session. Cool. Because, um, yeah, I need a... I thought I had everything segmented away in my brain, but I don't. That sounds like a good use of company resources. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will pay the quarter for the paper. Uh, Annabelle, can I take a look at your sheet real quick? That's right. Okay. Cochise, sheet please. Thank you. And I should not look at it upside down. Oh. Oh, that's right. You did. Okay. That's right he did. Yeah. Darn right he did. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cochise, as you're heading south to Dirgewood, your your friend kind of fades into view. <clears throat> he is my spirit guide. He is. He is. <clears throat> he is actually the spirit of my uncle, who I have never met before, but he left me a Bowie knife. And with that Bowie knife came lots of his guidance. There you go. And your uncle looks sad and a little frightened. He's got a nervous feeling about this town. A little bit, but he's pointing in a direction outside of town. I guess I'll just have to follow where he's pointing. Maybe he'll lead me to a clue of where this man is that I'm hunting, tracking. (laughs) And he, and he fades out. Good talk, Uncle. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mongo, you hear gunshots. They're 
they're probably just uh, over the next hill, and it doesn't sound like an actual fight. It just sounds like a steady rhythm of six shots, and then silence, and then another round of six shots, and silence. Mongo easily distracted, yet curious. <laughs> Somebody might need punching or hugs. That, Mongo, go see. That could most definitely happen. You just don't know. <laughs> you're starting to hear gunfire as well as you're getting closer. Well, being a U.S. Marshal, I'm going to investigate gunshots that I hear. That sounds good. And, you know, it's probably about 45 minutes away. <clears throat> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm closing that door because we're close to the bathroom. <clears throat> Nobody wants to hear that. <clears throat> so, I to put a mic in there. That's for the paid premium version. <laughs> Follow us on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, at our website, dutygames.com. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dungeons and duties. Yeah, no thanks. All right. Okay. I'm thinking about timing of things. All right. You see a man who's kind of dressed. Yes, Cochise. I apologize. Cochise, you see a man who's just kind of plinking away at bottles and assorted bits that he's got stacked up on rocks. Uh, He's dressed uh, nicely. He's managed to take off his overcoat and his um, hat, and you can see that off to the side, but he's just taking aim and firing at stuff. I walk up to the man. I ask him why he's wasting all his bullets. Every bullet wasted is just experience and just helps me improve my aim. It's called practice. (laughs) Haven't you practiced anything before? Coachy's never needed to practice. I see. <laughs> Richter just turns back around and loads his thing, lo- loads his gun back, and just steadies his aim back to his back to his bottles. As Richter shoots, Coachy's wants to know if he has, if Richter has seen the whereabouts of a man that I'm looking for. Who I haven't gotten the description of yet. Well, uh, I see a lot of men, but a lot of them don't talk. <laughs> You're looking for a man named Walter Neary. You heard of a man named Walter Neary, Richter. Yes, Richter. You would remember that old man Neary, as he is affectionately called. Ah, yes. The uh, town... He gets Centric. well. He he's a, a prospector, mm-hmm. and he hasn't always done well for himself. He just seems to have like a tremendous amount of bad luck. Mm-hmm. And when he does have good luck, he manages to drink away the money from the good luck, and then laments his bad luck once more. So needless to say, I have a special coffin for old man Neary when the time comes. There is a town pool, and somehow he keeps defying the odds (laughs) uh, and keeps living. But 
come to think of it, you haven't really seen him around in a number of days. Yep. He's a friendly guy. He likes to say hi to everybody and um, maybe tell you a little bit about his lumbago, um, his persitis, <laughs> you know, other ailments he might have. Um, but he's a friendly sort. But nobody, you don't recall seeing him at the saloon, and he'd pop by every once in a while and say hey to you, but you, know, you haven't really seen him. Hmm, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but uh, come to think of it, I haven't, haven't heard from him in quite some time. Haven't even seen him at the saloon, come to think of it, which is the place he usually frequents. And I would like to know what he looks like so that I can recognize him. <laughs> he's a... He's a pot-bellied guy. He's got the the fuzzy mutton chops. Um, very gray, and he's you know he's worked the mines prospecting, so he's gotcha. he's lived hard and drank hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's pretty grizzled. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably about I don't know five six. Um, he's got uh, like pickaxe swinging muscles, but he's not muscular. Mm-hmm. He's got just enough muscle to do the job. Right. Okay. Well, the man you're looking for is a dirty old feller, kind of strong, but not in the strong way you think he'd be, you know, a useful strong. Uh, <laughs> uh, very grizzled and doesn't look, doesn't seem like a very approachable person at first, but once you get to know him, he's actually quite an okay fella. Thank you very much for that description. I believe that is why my great aunt, <laughs> my uncle, led me here. Ah, well, good luck to you and your uncle, then. (laughs) He's actually with me right now. (laughs) I can see that. I choose to stick around and... Hang on, just for a brief second. When you say he's around, you see your uncle, and you notice Richter... Richter saw him, too. ...looking right where he is. That's pretty crazy, considering he's dead. <laughs> it would seem that way. <laughs> a lot of people call it crazy. It's why I tend to keep to myself. You must be a very important man if you can see my uncle. He I'm only appears to the wisest. Well, I'm I'm no wise man, just the local undertaker. Richter Sims, by the way. Richter, good to meet you. My name is Cochise. I just came from a reservation... After tracking someone down, helping them, <clears throat> helping the local law enforcement there find them, I'm out looking for another man, as I have mentioned before. Ah, well, I don't know your businesses with Mr. What was his name? Neary. Mr. Neary, but uh, I can assure you it's none business of mine, and I haven't seen him in some time. My only business with Mr. Neary is if, well, he has no more business left. <laughs> well, thank you for your time, Richter. I believe I must continue my journey if I am to find this Mr. Neary. All right, well, good luck to you both. I am sure we will meet again. <laughs> Walker, you crest the hill and you see a um, Native American gentleman with his horse uh, about ready to ride off from talking to uh, the man who is holding what looks like a heavy revolver. Uh, and you're guessing he's the guy that was was shooting. I call out to them, and 
right up to them to see what they've been up to. And you hear, hey! To which I quickly pull my pistol out because my experience with white men running up to me has not been great in the past. And I demand that he stop. Fair enough. I take a few step backs and just kind of let this all happen <laughs> and load my heavy revolver very slowly. You can kind of tell from the garb and a glint off of the side of his chest that there's a piece of metal there. You're guessing it might be a badge. Ah, usually if it's law enforcement, it means there's work for me, hopefully. <laughs> I, too, recognize the badge as I have worked with law enforcement before as a tracker. And I ask what his business is here. I tell him that I mean no harm or trouble. It's been on the road for a while, and it's been a while since I've seen other people, and I just want to talk and see what the area is all about. Oh, welcome to Dergewood. <laughs> Home of the, you know, no... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to see you. Like, <laughs> the... Uh, we got passed up for a railroad, so uh, that's great. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so you won't see a lot of uh, happy folk around here. The, it's pretty quiet around here in Dirgewood, actually. Anna, I feel that we've been ignoring you, so we are I'm going here. I'm to, still here. <laughs> we are going to continue. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, in the music hall of Dirgewood, singing my heart out. <laughs> About trains. <laughs> Tracks done past the sub. <laughs> Ain't no railroad here. You invent the blues much <laughs> earlier. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> so the, uh, the door to the music hall opens, and you're in the stage area, and you're going through some of your music that you're going to be performing. And a... Uh, a gentleman walks in, and you're looking, and you're and you're pretty sure that uh, that's Dusty McCoy, the the wealthy guy that lives on the outskirts of town. And he comes strolling in, and he says, "Anna, it's good to see you." And you've seen him a couple times before. But I'll pretend really like talked. I know who he is. <laughs> interested in becoming a patron of the arts and I would love to um, help with any improvements with the with the music hall or uh, any new sheet music or anything that you would uh, like to uh, present to to the folks here I express my gratitude and shake his hand and um, agree that a lot of work could be done in the music hall would you uh, be willing to uh, come out to my house and uh, and have uh, dinner uh, with me and uh, my family? Yes, that would be an honor. It took a moment or two because I had to really... I wrote all about the dude and it's like all of a sudden I forgot about who Dustin Kind of McCoy his family, is. maybe not. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a well-dressed man. He's about 32... He's got a, uh, he's a sharp-dressed man, most certainly, most certainly. Uh, he's got a bowler hat, <sighs> necktie, sorry. Uh, anyways, um, 
I can't even tell you the reason why. I, I, I. Uh, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Yes. Dinner tonight at six o'clock. Uh, I will have uh, Sarah Jean, my uh, assistant, uh, come to town and uh, with our man and uh, pick you up. That sounds great. Excellent. And I serenade him out the door. <laughs> and you can you can you can kind of hear you can kind of hear him whistling along. It seems like a like a happy sort. Like he enjoys the music most certainly. All right. Let's see. Mongo. You hear something off to your right and it sounds like uh, a a largish animal sort of stumbling. I ride my cow over to uh, see what's up. Okay. As you get closer, you notice that it looks like a horse, and there's a man that's sort of slumped over on the horse. Uh, do you have animal ken? Um, no. Okay. I want to roll for it anyway, because I think the results are going to be hilarious. <laughs> Okay, yes. Give me an animal can roll, which let's go with uh, charisma and animal can. Surprisingly enough, I have four dice in charisma. How? Yeah, Mongo. Charisma. Now, keep in mind, charisma is also uh, for intimidating people and that sort of thing. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, and check this out. We have for real dice, no smartphone apps here, so check out these rad sound effects. Oh, what's my difficulty? (laughs) Uh, With no animal kin, uh, your difficulty is seven. I got three tens. Uh. Wow. Uh, Roll the tens. No bonus successes. Okay. So, that horse looks... Sick. Definitely a horse, though. It's most certainly a horse. Um, you also kind of notice that the man really isn't moving, and his skin seems a little grayish. Should I make a medicine roll for this one? <laughs> Let Mongo investigate. Mongo MD. <laughs> I would pay cash money to see that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah, why don't you give me a intelligence... Yes, intelligence is so my dump stat. (laughs) Do you you have intelligence in medicine? one dot of intelligence. Roll it. All right, here we go. Um, What was my difficulty? Seven. Uh, Nope. (laughs) Man might have cold that's riding on horse. <laughs> I feel sympathy for the horse. I think I'm going to punch it and put it out of its misery. <laughs> Peta is still going to send us letters. All right. As you, as you get closer, you notice, because the man's slumped over the horse, so it looks like he's kind of hugging the neck of the horse loosely. Uh, as you're looking at the back of his neck, something's... Moving, it's bulged a little bit, but it's moving. The Mongo thinks that ain't right. Okay. Mister. Mister. 
nothing. Hmm. Punch it just the, to be safe. <laughs> the, the horse kind of <coughs> loosely lulls its head over, and its eyes kind of have a misty fog over them. Almost. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> and the the horse kind of takes a stumbling step towards you. Hmm. Might be zombie horse. You don't know. Hmm. Mongo doesn't know much. His <laughs> intelligence of one. <laughs> Mongo punch horse just to be safe. Okay. <laughs> Line <Lionel> fast. <laughs> <laughs> As you get close to the horse, the horse kind of lifts its head up and opens its mouth like it's going to whinny at you, and something falls out of its mouth. <clears throat> something that looks like that. Oh. Mongo steps on it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say that to the people who are actually listening to this podcast, it's a purplish worm that's probably about an inch long, but it has pincers on the either side, like a like a dung beetle or something like that. I'd say that's at least two inches. Uh, well, this is kind of a uh, out-of-scale representation. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, this is probably a more mature version of yeah. of it. And it just kind of opens its mouth like it's going to whinny and uh, plop, falls oh, out. Dude. And you say you stomp on it? Yes. Okay. I want to crush it. Okay. When you crush it, it makes a squish crunch sound that's very wet and meaty and, yeah, it's <laughs> gross. You're Does welcome it? for that, Wesner. <laughs> And the horse is kind of moving towards you, and you look at the horse, and you notice that there's movement under its skin, too. Hmm. Mongo not liking this. Mongo going to slowly back away, hop on cow, and ride to town. Okay. Okay. Or towards gun... Actually, what's closer, town or gunshots? Gunshots. Ride to the gunshots. Okay. So you hop on your ox and hightail it... <laughs> In as quickly as you can. Yes. <laughs> Oxtail it. <clears throat> Wasn't that a Disney show? Oxtails. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is now. <laughs> so. Tailspin had really rad intro music. Oh, absolutely. I have to look up what Tailspin is. Oh. oh. Filthy millennial. <laughs> How do you not know Tailspin? I just, it's like every day I hear things more and more that make me go, God, I'm old. Yeah, Nirvana's classic rock now. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember watching that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We'll give those... you a pass. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Oh, yes. yeah. Now, as you kind of come through the line of trees, oxtailing it, uh, you notice that there is a, a Native American gentleman who is moving. He's riding towards you. Hey, you doctor? No, my name is Cochise, and I am a tracker. Who are you? Is tracker doctor? Tracker is not a doctor. Do you know how to track down doctor? I suppose I could, yes. Track down doctor. <laughs> Sick man back there. Needs help. Old uh, bugs. Why don't I take you back to the only two other people I have seen around here? Mongo think that good idea. By the way, my name Mongo. <laughs> good to meet you, Mongo. And when Mongo says that, 
he pulls out uh, a, Excuse me while Mongo whips this, this out. out. <laughs> he pulls out a wanted poster. Dude, Mongo. Cattle <laughs> punching. And yes, I am holding a poster that I kind of quick threw together of a wanted poster of Mongo. <laughs> Looks now you, right. you you look at it, when he holds it out, you're like, oh, that's an old poster, so he's probably not wanted anymore. Yeah, it it looks like he's blown his nose with it or something. It it's pretty it's, old. It's it's seen better days for sure, for sure. Only form of state ID. Mongo needed to vote now. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Yeah, after Lepetamine worked his magic with uh, the governor, um, then yeah, voting laws are very, very strict. Headley. <laughs> so, you are going to... I'm going to lead Mongo back over to the shooting range. Okay. Because As you... maybe my uncle actually pointed here for some reason and not... It's a joke. Because <laughs> he's a trickster. Uh, uh, as you kind of turn and with Mongo to, to guide him into town, you notice this horse kind of stumbling through the tree line. I ask Mongo if he punched that horse. Thought about it. Horse full of bugs. Man full of bugs. Sick man. We need doctor. Punching also an option. <laughs> Leaving punching on table. <laughs> I go back for reinforcements, trying to ignore the horse, because that thing is creepy. <laughs> Are there still bugs falling out of it? Or was it just the Maybe. one Maybe. I mean, they were like, they were an inch, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably a good 50 yards away, you probably okay. wouldn't necessarily see okay. it, but uh, were you a betting man? Probably. Mongo have a gambling problem. Definitely yeah. betting man. <laughs> Mongo have, also have horse punching problem. Well, good thing you're going to a town that probably has a saloon where you can gamble. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, you two, uh, Richter and Walker, you notice that Cochise is now standing with a, a man who's come up, a very large man, who uh, is riding an ox. <laughs> Sight to behold. Yeah, Richter's already confused. It's been a weird day. Yeah, it's like no activity, more people... and then, like, everybody's near you. Like, I came here to be alone. You, you become a lightning <laughs> rod for activity, and you're outside your wheelhouse of comfort. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... So I see everyone, including this undead horse with a slumped man over it. All right. I don't have medicine. I thought it did. It did at one point, but then I got rid of it. Um, Enigmas probably won't help me in this situation. I would say no, unless it's a Rubik's Cube that he's riding. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do have pretty high perception, though. I mean, like, I definitely, like, probably perceive and see if I've seen this before or something, but... Obviously, I haven't. And, like, I can, I'm seeing what's wrong with this horse from where I'm standing by now. Like, I, I can see that it's, like, shambling and, like. Yeah, it's, it's moving like it's drunk, but it's walking with purpose. Uh, you doctor skinny man? 
Uh, not in the way you're thinking of. I take care of him after the doctors have failed. Close enough for Mongo. <laughs> yeah. The guy on the horse does look dead, right? You're pretty sure. Pretty sure he's dead. Uh, since and, I'm the only one here with the gun and, <laughs> loaded. <laughs> as as the horse shambles closer, you're like, oh man, that's that looks like Neri's horse. That's probably Neri. What's old man Neri doing out here? So I look at Coaches and I'm like, you remember that man you were looking for? Well, uh, there he is. Doesn't look like he's much for talking though. All right. Well, since I am pretty good at investigation, I'll give this staggering horse a shot. I walk up to the horse and Neri and look at Neri's face. Okay. You look at Neri's face and his eyes are clouded over. They're slightly open. And as you're looking at him, he's got like a little bit of foam, uh, dried foam around his mouth. And something's kind of crawling out of his nose. Can I tell if he's breathing? It's... Or is there just too much movement under the skin to tell? It, yeah, there's... It's it's not good. It's You're pretty sure... Looking at his quote-unquote lividity, his blood is sort of pooled at his fingers, mm-hmm. so he's a little puffed out there. Okay. So um, he looks like he's been dead for a while... Or... Not too long. Okay. Not too long. Like, it's just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you see something, like, kind of wiggling around in his nose that's kind of purplish with green bands on it. Mm-hmm. Which, you're thinking about wildlife in this area. Never seen Nothing that, that really rings a bell in that area. And this horse is constantly shambling towards us? It's or is it following Cochise? No, it's a slow, steady pace. And as you kind of look around, it looks like it's heading to town. Oh, just it. Okay, so it's it's ignoring all of us, or is it? Does it notice us? It notices you, and as you get closer, it you know, like the horse is kind of lolling its head, sort of oddly and slowly around, like it's you know something loose that's just flopping about a bit. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of it knows that you're there. I called sure. out to Weary and see if he says anything or does anything. Uh, yeah. So you call out to Neary and to Neary, yeah. No, well, nothing seems to be happening. There is a little bit of movement under the skin, and then you hear a little, <coughs> and then like a couple of things come out of his mouth. Okay. And then the eyelids flutter. Oh shit. Or snap. <laughs> uh, On that note, we have reached the end of our hour. I was just getting ready to shoot the horse. Yes, you were. <laughs> and that's how we'll start off the game on a happy note next time. You shooting a horse right between the eyes. 